thank you for being here with me. I hope everything is going your way. I'm Jackie Gibbons, and I focus on the heart of real estate, all things warm and fuzzy about home and real estate. Have you ever gone somewhere just to find the place is closed? What did you do? Did you start knocking on the door trying to find if someone was going to let you in? Did you go someplace else? Did you just go home? Did you quit? Maybe you said, I'll just try it tomorrow the next day. Um, did you call someone and start complaining to them about it? It's frustrating, isn't it? I mean, I know that I can be frustrated um, when I have something specific in mind and then I have to switch gears for whatever reason. It makes me think I'm not getting what I wanted. I mean, I do that all the time, but what I've learned over the years is to try to keep my mind open and understand and realize you know, that there are other options that I can choose if I do run up against that block wall or that locked door, you know, and maybe I can surprise myself if I just keep moving forward and understand I do have options. Just like the time when I was about 20 years old and I'd been working all day and I'm driving home. And I hadn't, because I'd been so busy, I hadn't eaten anything, so I was starving. So on my way home, I see the Taco Bell and I say, okay, I'm just going to get something in the drive-thru, take it home and eat. So I get my bean and cheese burrito. I order the bean and cheese burrito, take it home and I'm getting ready to eat. And I look at it and it is not the bean and cheese burrito. They gave me something completely different. What they gave me was a Burrito Supreme. And back in the day, Burrito Supremes were something a little bit different. They had olives on them. They had lettuce and tomato, onions, sour cream, and of course, the bean and the cheese and the meat. So it was a nice burrito, but that is just not what I wanted. I hated olives. I didn't really like cheese so much at the time and didn't want onions. But I said, you know, I'm just starving. Okay, I'm starving. So, I mean, I could have tossed in the trash can and, you know, just went to the market or got something to eat, got something else to eat, but I didn't. So I said, okay, I'm just going to eat it. So I did. And I liked it. Nope, I loved it. I loved that Burrito Supreme. And to this day, I still love Burrito Supremes. Even though the recipe is a little bit different, they make it a little bit different but I love Burrito Supremes. And so over the years, I thought, okay, I've learned a lot um, by, and I've learned a lot from this story and I've learned to have an open mind that, you know what, maybe things will work out just fine. You know, if I don't get too frustrated with whatever life can hand me, at least I thought so. So fast forward like many decades here, a few decades, to my son now. I have a son and he's getting married. And I need to get a, I need to find the perfect mother of the groom dress. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I have a plan. I kind of know what I want, but I know I'm also going to keep an open mind. And so as part of the plan of keeping an open mind, I'm going to try on a lot of dresses. 
So I'm trying on a lot of dresses. I have, you know, several months to find the right thing. But here I am, I'm trying on like 40, 50 dresses and I've purchased like about 15 of them and returned them all. And I'm saying, okay, what the heck is the problem here? What's going on? Okay, I'm not finding exactly what I want. And you hear what I just said exactly. Okay, I use the, I was not finding exactly what I wanted because I was not keeping an open mind. I had this vision. Even though I was kept telling myself I have an open mind, I really wasn't. I mean, I really did not have an open mind. I had a specific vision and I was not finding that specific vision. So I kept returning these dresses. Fortunately, I did find a lovely dress and it worked out just great. But but I come to find I really did, was not as open. I, I found out I didn't have an open mind um, a few months later after the fact um, after I had unclenched and after all the excitement of the wedding and everything, and I was not even thinking about it anymore, I'm out shopping, looking for something else. And there it is. There's some dresses over there. And I look at them and I go, oh my gosh, those would have been beautiful mother of the groom dresses. I mean, how come those weren't there before? Why didn't I see them there before? You know, I probably did see them before but I didn't really see them, okay? Because I had that vision of what I wanted stuck in my mind. Okay, I mean, it, it definitely worked out okay, but maybe it would have worked out better, you know, if I had maybe kept a little bit more of an open mind. You know, and we do get stuck on what we like. We get stuck on what we're used to, just like in my own home. I mean, I love all my stuff, my family room, my living room. I have, I've had my stuff for a long time. Um, I like to keep, think I have an open mind with that too. But if someone comes, if someone were to come over and to tell me and say, you know what, Jackie, maybe try this over here or maybe get rid of that or maybe move things around, I might take it a little personal. Maybe I'll even get upset. If someone tries to tell me, hey, what I have doesn't look really good, because again, I'm kind of not, don't really have as open mind as what I think I do. So that's how come I can empathize and sympathize with my sellers when I go over to their home and I look around and I say, you know what, maybe if you tweak something over here or move something over there or put something away, it might look a little bit better, which is, you know, just about every home can do with a little improvement. So I really do empathize with them, but a lot of the time, even they find out that, you know what, maybe they'll find out something better when I move some of their stuff around. And invariably, I think every time I've done it, they've really appreciated what I've done. Say for instance, in this one case, I had these uh, older sellers, this wonderful couple, um, they lovely couple. They'd been in the home for like 60 years. So as very charming people and their home was just filled of wonderful um, memorabilia, collectibles, things that were near and dear to their heart. And you could tell the home was full of love. So I really didn't want to didn't want to mess with it too much, but I knew that we needed to make some changes to make it more appealing to more buyers. 
And when I looked around, I said I wasn't really sure what it was going to look like at the end. So in this case, I was keeping an open mind for my clients. So I said, okay, let's just start putting some things away and see what happens, see where we are from there. So we started putting a few things away, boxing it up because they had to pack and move anyway. So let's just let's just get a head start. So while we're putting things away, the space begins to open up and it really was a nice space we're working on. We're working on this living room with oak floors, new windows, new paint. It had nice window coverings um, and it had the crown molding and the deep baseboards, but they had a lot of stuff around in the older stuff. But as we began to peel back the layers of all their stuff, I began to see some of the more, uh, I began to see some of her nice collectibles. This lady had a, a lovely collection of beautiful blue and white porcelain and china. And she had a lot of it. It didn't all match, but it was a good collection of vases and statuettes, figurines, bowls, plates. And she had a lot of it, but it was kind of hidden behind the other stuff. So I said, you know what? I'm going to use this because there is so much of it. Let's use this and kind of build the look around this lovely collection. So that's what we did. We wound up putting away most of the other stuff. She had some nice furniture. We moved it around, rearranged it to something more pleasing. And then I began to place the items here and there um, and make it and have it just make a lot more sense. We put some palm trees up, more plants around. Um, she had a lovely green settee. And then I added some toss pillows in the blue and the white and the green to kind of tie all the look together, add in an area rug to even uh, to complete the look. And it and it wound up this big front room looked like kind of an old fashioned sitting an old fashioned sitting parlor. Can you picture it? So it looked really lovely and the homeowner, I think, she, I mean, she was pleasantly surprised because she asked me, you know, after everything was done and the home was sold, she asked me afterwards if she could keep those toss pillows that I had purchased for, you know, for the look. And I said, yes, of course, they're a gift, they're yours. And she even wound up using um, or displaying her pieces in a similar way that I had displayed them. And I know this because I went over and I visited them afterwards and I saw it. So, so, it, so this woman, this lovely woman, she kept an open mind. And when she saw something, she was a, you know, she, she, she made it hers then. Buyers can be exactly the same way. Um, they have a budget, they have a idea of the type of home that they're looking for. And maybe they're not finding it in the area that they wanted, but I know, you know, in the back of my mind that, you know what, what they're looking for is maybe just a mile down the road or something like that, or maybe two miles down the road. And so while we've done, while we've looked at everything that in the area that they like, and we're not finding it, I say, well, let's go look over here. And invariably they go over there and they say, oh my gosh, this is, this is, this works for me. I love it. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And they really didn't have to adjust their vision that much, just a little bit. 
you know, timing is everything, of course. Maybe it hits them at exactly the right time after they've looked at a lot of different things. But, you know, they wind up getting pretty much exactly what they wanted anyway. Um, it's just me trying to help them to see something that maybe they didn't see before, just like I did, you know, with the other sellers. Okay. Um, it's all about trying new things, looking at things in different ways. And sometimes when you try new things, you're going to make mistakes. And I'm just as guilty as the next person of trying a lot of different things and making a lot of mistakes. I do that a lot as an artist. You know, you're trying different things and different techniques. You know, you throw it out um, and then you until you land on something that works. Um so I'm going to get a little bit technical here. I'm just going to tell you a story about the, uh, this one time that I discovered a technique that worked that works well for me. That's almost turns out to be a bit of a signature look for me. I usually work in pastels, you know, those chalky, chalky sticks of color. It's like pure pigment you know, when you're working with pastels and you're drawing on the board. Well, to get the pastel to stick on the board that you're drawing on, you need to have a board that has like a texture or a coating to it or a tooth to hold on to the color. Okay. So you can buy boards that are already that way, or you can make them yourself. You can go to the store and buy the, you know, and buy the texture and pour it on there and smush it on there and let it dry and harden. And there you have a new board, you know, and you've made it yourself. So I go, okay, I can do that. I'm going to try something different. So I go to the store and I get the kind of those, and it's like a you're buying kind of a can of like thick soup with a texture to it, and you're going to pour it on the board and it's going to dry. So I bought the, bought the little can of uh, texture, poured it on my board, and I was supposed to kind of even put an even coat on it, even it out with a certain type of brush, but I didn't have that type of brush. So I go, okay, uh, I just have this, this one type of brush. It's not right. So I started smooshing it around with the brush and there was all these brush strokes. And I think I had left it too thick. I, I added, and I didn't add enough water to it when I put it on there. So it was very thick and there was all these brush strokes and I go, you know what? I'm just going to make a bigger mess. So I start, I put some color on it. I mean, it was just a plain white, you know, texture ground. It was just a, you know, the, the, the goopy stuff was just white. So I put some blue acrylic paint on it and just started making a, making an even bigger mess. So it was supposed to dry evenly, like I said, so you could put your pastels on it and had an even texture, but it didn't dry like that. It actually dried with all these brush strokes on it, going every which way all over the place. It almost looks like a kid's finger painting. And I had made a lot of them. I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do several at once and, you know, just economize and make good use of my time. Or so I thought. So here I was stuck with a bunch of boards that were not done right, not done per the directions, but I did not want to waste them. So I went ahead and I started working on them. I decided, okay, I'm going to do a painting. So I started and I go, oh my gosh, this looks super duper. This is unlike anything I've ever seen. And it really works with my style, how I work. So it all came together really well. 
my buddies, my art buddies, they, my artist buddies, they saw it and they go, oh my gosh, can you demo that? Can you do some demonstrations? And so I did so. I won some awards with my painting and I sold some of my paintings with this, with this technique, with this um, unique texture to it. I even um, was mentioned in a magazine. So it's these wonderful mistakes, these things that, you know, you're trying different things. It's almost like you're cooking too. So that's how new recipes are discovered or variations of recipes. Um, you're trying different things. I mean, if they don't work out, my friend, that's what garbage disposals and trash cans are for. Okay. You can just start over and try again. Okay. It doesn't cost a lot of money to try new things. You know, quite often it doesn't. And again, you just don't know what you're going to wind up finding something delicious. Okay. With these new recipes or these new takes on things, just keeping your mind open and being open to what life kind of puts in front of you. Yet you're probably thinking, Jackie, you're talking about making lemonade out of lemons. And yes, I am. Okay. But I'm putting my own spin on it. I'm hoping that you'll see yourself in my stories. Um, that when you do keep an open mind and when things just don't work out the way that you thought they would, you know, because you're, and I'm not saying don't keep the vision, go ahead and keep your vision. That's fine. And sometimes that works out, but try not to be too upset or deterred or don't give up, you know, when these roadblocks happen or when, even when mistakes happen, because you are probably going to wind up in maybe a better place or you might not get exactly what you wanted or what you expected. But quite often it works out just as well or maybe even a little bit better. I'm Jackie Gibbons with Regency Real Estate Brokers in Mission Viejo. Check out my website at JackieGibbons.com you all have a wonderful rest of the day and thanks for spending a little time at home with me. Take care and talk soon. Mm -hmm.